Happy New Year. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to the Mondo Show. Thank you for joining me on the Voice of the Prophets Network, the PTL Network, where you're watching worldwide, all over the United States, all major cities. Listen, last year, thank you for your letters, your messages, your emails, your comments. People were watching from Los Angeles, New York City, Miami, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Dallas. I mean, so many cities that the PTL Network is reaching your home. And I appreciate you taking time to watch the program and more importantly, to listen to the message that these world shakers are bringing to your home, to your, to your phone. Can you imagine? Never in my lifetime, I would imagine that we can watch television on our phone. But here we are. We spend time on our phone, so I hope you can download the free app, the PTL Network app on your phone to watch on the go. Great programs. And by the way, we just added another program to the PTL Network, and it is called Look Up. That's better than just being the Mondo Show, right? (laughs) I should have been more original and named it something different, but Look Up will be on the programming on the lineup. So I want you to go to ptlnetwork.com. Every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, look up with my special guest, pastor, author, a voice for this culture, a prophetic voice, Pastor Steve Ciccolanti. It is my honor, my privilege to have you on the Mondo Show. Welcome to hey. the Orange Couch. Awesome to be it on the Orange is, Couch. It uh, is amazing that the program Look Up, how did you come up with that name? Well, Look Up was a, 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 an original song that a buddy of mine made up. And obviously it's from Luke 21. And it's, you know, the Lord telling us that in the last days when you see these things, to look up, to not be despair. And he said, how do I convey that in the end time, we're not supposed to be discouraged. It's not just all doom and gloom for the church. And he, he says, that's the scripture. And he wrote a song, composed a song for me called Look Up. We've been using it on a lot of our wow. YouTube channels. So... It was just perfect. It was a great fit. You are the pastor of Discovered Church, the largest online church in Australia. Over 300,000 subscribers follow the prophetic message that you have. For me, not only you have, but you're delivering such clarity in the hour that we're in right now. Confusion seems like to be the main subject matter in from politics to climate change to religion, yet the prophetic message that God gave you, you're so calm. Where does that come from? Uh, A lot of suffering, I think. (laughs) The more suffering, I think, the more calm you have to Uh, depend on the Lord. It's unbelievable, right? It's your persona. There's your charisma. You know what? I was telling mom and dad yesterday, every time you speak, I'm glued. It's like you command, the anointing commands your attention. And I, I, I want to say that your anointing is so refreshing because in this hour that we're in right now, I, no wonder you got 50 million views on your YouTube channel alone. And listen, I'm going to put the link on the screen so you can go watch the, on YouTube. You can go to the ministry, which, by the way, you can go right now, usachurch.online. It is the website books. You're an author. You've written some of the most amazing books for this hour. And I got to tell you something. You got to have material to help you understand what time it is. But more than that, what does the Bible have to say about the hour that we're in? Because there's a lot of voices trying to prophesy, yet 
a lot of it is out of context. I call it a point here, a point there, and a lot of bull in between, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of nonsense that is not scriptural, yet when you put the scriptures back into context, Pastor Steve, prophetically we understand what is COVID-19 all about. I'm amazed. I've read that scripture over and over again in Revelation chapter 6 about the first horse, and I have some debate on some of that, but when I heard your interpretation and your discovery on that, my jaw dropped. Where does the prophetic message you think comes from for you? Well, I mean, I, I obviously have to study, but I haven't heard anyone teach that prior to giving it out. So I have to give credit to the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just always reading the word, always reading, always studying and, and praying. You know, what you made to... you hungry for the things of God, Pastor? Like I said, I think it's like everybody else. You suffer enough and you realize that only Jesus provides the answer. So I think sometimes uh, maybe if you're not seeking the Lord, maybe you haven't suffered enough, you know? So I, <laughs> I, I don't know any other solution. The Lord is the solution. He's the answer to every problem and question. Before we get to the main subject, stay tuned because we're going to talk about a subject matter that other than Joel Richardson, I'm not hearing much people talk about Saudi Arabia and Mount Sinai and, and what is this place all about. And stay tuned because I want you to understand something. Could Saudi Arabia hold a prophetic key for a landmark where, for history's sake, the first time that has ever been recorded, God's voice, God's movement, the, 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 the presence of God lives in a place that is not talked about very much. Yet, should we be concerned about the hour that we're in right now, that the mystery has been revealed or is, is being revealed right before our eyes, and you don't want to miss one moment of what we're going to talk about, because could Mount Sinai be the true location of the revelation that Paul received when he got saved? Could it be a, a moment that could be for us that would change the future for our ministries, for this generation that we're in right now? But before we get there, you're from Australia. You live in Australia. You're watching America from Australia. And I don't want to talk about politics or anything else, but I, I want to talk about the state of the church. I love the church. If it wasn't for the church, I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for God using the power of, of the body of Christ, and I'm a believer that I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. But mm -hmm. something is wrong in America. Something is wrong with the American mm -hmm. church. I'm concerned... Mm -hmm. I've been in this thing for 25 years, and I'm concerned where the church is headed. Do you mm. feel the same way being from Australia, watching the American church compromise? Well, you know, uh, this is my first time here in Springfield, and we're driving from the airport, Springfield to Branson, and I'm amazed how many churches there are. And they're not just like little churches. You know, there's, there's mid-sized, good-sized churches. And I thank God for that. You know, I love America. I love the church. And uh, you have the most churches. I think there's about 330,000 churches in America. So that's a good thing. You know, you're the salt and light of the earth. But what happened to the teaching? I don't know. 
You know, I, I feel like I've been gone for 20 years. The Lord's bringing me back to minister in the States. And I don't know what happened that, that we didn't influence the culture. We didn't influence the vote. We didn't influence the schools. We didn't influence politics. And we even have teaching that's saying that we're not supposed to be influencing those things. How is that possible? How is that possible? It's not a Hebrew mindset. It's not a biblical mindset. Um, e even the Protestant um, reformers, uh, they taught that we have to raise up young people the highest, brightest, the, the best quality young people, this is what Martin Luther yeah. taught, that the brightest, best quality people should be presented as the leadership of the nation. This is how you will Christianize a nation. But we got this teaching now that it's only grace, it's only mercy, it's only forgiveness, it's only love, which is what? It's all about me, me, me. So to me, there's no difference between the prosperity message and just even the love and grace message that is being presented because you're just using different words for satisfy my needs. This is my plan. Bless my desires. Um, there's a partial truth to that. God loves us, right? And, and we all need God's forgiveness and mercy. But what about God's plan? He's trying to redeem the earth. He's trying to bring his son to rule and reign in the earth. He's coming back to judge. So I think that's the, that's the thing is because America is so rich, so big, so comfortable, this is really the message of the world just presented in a Christian package. Oh. It's the same message as everybody else in America. Man. We all want to live our dreams. We want to live the American dream. We want yeah. to be wealthy. We want to... So you've just repackaged the world's message. Mm. But the Bible talks about carrying your cross. And how can I carry my cross? You know, faith injustice allows me to carry my cross. If I don't believe there is justice, I don't believe God is going to make everything wrong right, how could I possibly bear with the injustices wow. of the world? And carrying the cross is bearing with the injustices because I know this is temporary. Ultimately, perfect justice is coming. And I can pray for that. I'm not just praying for a brand new car. You know, I'm, I'm not just praying for another addition and extension to my big church. I'm praying that God's justice be revealed on the earth because that's what people are crying for. You know, we're losing all the youth to from the church to what? To social justice, yeah. climate justice, you name it. They hunger for this. Mm. But the church at large is actually not only not preaching it, but is antagonistic to Jesus being the judge. Do you believe that it's going to have to take a shaking of a magnitude that will wake us up? Do you believe that? Do you believe that a shaking well, that's, has that's, to take place? That's not only what the scripture says, right? He'll shake the heavens and the earth in the last days, but it's human nature. People, when they're rich and complacent, they're actually not, not the most spiritual people. Mm. They're the most decadent, fleshly, carnal people. So when you suffer, you know, you get on your knees. When you suffer, you think about eternal things, more important things. I think COVID did that in a way. Yeah. You know, there's a, there was a silver lining, a blessing to COVID because people had time to rest. They had time to be with their family. They had time to think about God. And God kind of forced that on the world for two years. So I pray that we are, remain awakened to that and that we don't have to wait for the next pandemic and plague to be serious about God. And uh, I'm, I'm just amazed at the incredible um, wealth and riches of the church. There's so many churches. The churches are so rich. I, I was driven to one church, and a friend of mine in the studio right now just 
showed me just the portico. You know what I mean? This is like the you just drive under the pass to to enter your church. I said, how much did that cost? It was a, just a little extension, two million dollars. Woo! Now I I know God's a big God; He can sure. do whatever you, He wants. But two million dollars in America builds you a little portico, and two million dollars in other countries would probably build you four or five full-blown churches, wow. everything complete with the land. So the the perspective is all gone wow. in America. It's really so much about me and my comfort that that has to change. And I think God is, I don't want to choose a word for God, but, you know, I think uh, God would like to see a change in America. And he's mm-hmm. allowing some things to happen so that people would stop living for themselves as Christian and start to live for the unevangelized lost and bringing the gospel to them. It reminds me of the scripture, whom he loves, he chastises. And if you live without chastisement, the Bible, the King James says, "Your bastard and not a son." Oh, I'm not cussing. Believe me, yeah. that's what the Scripture says. And we're going to be chastised. And there's so much prophetic events and so much landmarks that are speaking prophecy right now. And I got to talk about Saudi Arabia, yeah, because I believe Saudi Arabia may be may hold a prophetic key that we may be missing. Yeah. What is it about Saudi Arabia? You just recently was there. You took a tour there. And stay tuned because we're going to talk about a tour that is coming up that you better go online and sign up for this tour. I may be going. I don't know. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to (laughs) go. But go to usachurch.online, get information on how to sign up for the next tour. But let's talk about Saudi Arabia because why do you believe there's such a prophetic landmark there that the Christian community should know about. Well, the center of gravity for prophecy is shifting. It was never really on America, but because America is the most Christian country, the focus has been on America for a long time, and it's also the most powerful country economically, militarily. But the, the center of gravity of prophecy is on the Middle East. So whether we like it or not, America may start to fade or even disappear from the center of attention, and it's going to shift to Saudi Arabia. It's going to shift to the Middle East. Now, the Bible already tells us that in Malachi, if you talk about what is an end time book for the, for the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament, mm-hmm. the Jews call the Tanakh, I mean, Malachi ends it. This is it. Well, how does it end? What does God say? Well, look at it. it it's, it's amazing because he, he's talked about the messenger that will come. Elijah will come before as the forerunner to the Messiah. The Messiah will appear in the temple, which we believe is the third temple. The Messiah is coming to judge. And so what is he going to do? Here's the last, here's the last uh, couple of verses. Malachi chapter 4. Remember the grace of God. Hmm. It doesn't say that. Remember the mercy. No. Remember the love of God. It doesn't say that. It says... This is the last book. Remember the law of Moses. Ooh. Well, where did, where did wow. Moses go to get the law, the Ten Commandments? Mount Sinai. And Mount Sinai is certainly not where Mount Sinai is because that's just a tourist tradition. That's just something that the Catholics have, have given yeah. us. But in terms of historicity and biblical evidence, clearly it's in Arabia. I mean... Paul said it. Paul said it in Galatians chapter 4, verse 24. Verse 25, I'll pick up from. 
says that for this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. Well, How this, much clearer can well, that it, be? It, that's the answer. The New Testament gives the answer. And people knew where it was. Everybody knew where it was who read the scriptures, who lived in the area. But we got all mixed up because of the Greek and the Roman geographers. Oh. They did not know. It, it's amazing. Even though that body of water is right there, they always thought the entire Red Sea was one channel. So that, that Suez channel, they thought was just, just flowed to the, all the way down to the Red Sea. And they missed the Gulf of Aqaba, mm. that other channel. So it actually looks like that. And to cross over, you have to cross the Gulf of Aqaba to get to Saudi Arabia or the Sinai, uh, the, the Arabian Peninsula. So you're, I want to get to your, to your uh, question, though. So why are we focusing on it? Well, the Lord told us to focus. He says, remember. Remember means what? It, by implication, the church forgot. Whoever's reading this in the end time is the last book all about the second coming forgot. We don't think about it anymore. Why? Because we have a one-sided message of Jesus is this wonderful, loving friend. I am a friend of God. I'm a f we sing that. We don't sing, you know, uh, God is coming to judge. God yeah. is coming to bring justice. So yeah. remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in where? Horeb. For all Israel. With the statutes and judgments. Now, is this end time? In case you, you don't believe this is end time, before it's all end time stuff, and here's the last verse, it says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Mm. Verse 6, And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Finish. The book finishes on that. doesn't finish on grace and mercy. finishes on the curse. God wants us to understand, go back to Horeb, go back to Mount Sinai, where it began is where it's going to end. Wow. And the reason that Revelation 17, 18 tells us the major city in the world that's going to draw all the attention and probably a lot of wealth and probably a lot of evangelism before it ends is going to be called Mystery Babylon. Why is it a mystery? Because all this time it hasn't been built yet. And when you go to Saudi Arabia with me, I don't call it a tour, by the way, because people will get this impression <laughs> of, you know, staying at all these fancy commercialized yeah. places. This is as biblical as it gets. It looks like the way it looked when Moses was there. You it know, looks I, I was going to ask you that question. I was going to say, okay, what can we expect in this? What would you call it? Uh, I don't expedition. Want, expedition. We call it expedition. expedition. You're adventurous. You're going to go on a quest to find the real Mount Sinai with me in March 2023. That's only weeks away, so you, you got to get to the website, so USA Church. it's not Church. time to bring your Louis Vuitton shoes and no your coach way. purse. No, we're going on an expedition. That's right. What, You're going to get fit. Let, let's talk about this. The moment we get into this adventure, what can we expect the moment we arrive? You can expect the Bible to come alive. You can expect, first of all, to be safe, because people have... a misunderstanding and think, oh, Saudi Arabia somehow is dangerous. Actually, it's the very opposite. There's not a terrorist bomb going off. You don't get on a bus or a car and think there might be a bomb like you, you know, experience and see in Israel. Yeah. So I do tours to Israel, to Jordan, but Saudi Arabia is very safe and it feels safe. And the king has specifically said, because they're developing Neom, 
this basically mystery Babylon, the future mystery Babylon, it's going to start out good and turn out bad. You know, this mm. is how everything is in the Bible. It starts out with a good intention. It's going to be futuristic city, green city, solar-powered city, city like no other place on earth. The whole world is going to celebrate this green city. They released the video. Did you see the video they released? Oh, it's though? amazing. The, the line, the line, 170 kilometers. A, a city that is a straight line. Why is that? Because they don't want you to depend on cars. You won't have to burn any fossil fuel. It's all in one straight line. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, Defy it's, everything, it's, right? It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's defying imagination. It's defying all the precedent that's ever been set by cities. So I think that's what Mystery Babylon is. And God tells us in the last days to look to Mount Horeb. Mount Horeb is Mount Sinai. Mm -hmm. Horeb is the bigger area. Mount mm -hmm. Sinai is the specific Jabal Allah's, uh, uh, one of the peaks in Jabal Allah's that we actually climb up. You're going to see the real Red Sea crossing will give you evidence for that. The real Elim will give you evidence. You can search it for yourself. Bring your Bibles and bring your sneakers, bring your, you know, uh, hiking clothes. And we're going to go see for six days, Saudi Arabia, you get the best food. And I got to mention this, no vax, no vax is needed. So people are concerned. If you go to Israel, you need double vax, triple vax, yeah. not in Saudi Arabia. Wow. Now, did you know this? I'm pretty sure the audience doesn't know. What is the most visited city in the world? New York. Everybody says New York, London, Paris. Yeah. Well, there's one that beats those three, which is Mecca. That's right. Mecca is the most uh, tourist visited city in the world. Wow. And they don't require a mask. They don't require vaccination. And there's no super spreader event going on. Is that strange? Is that strange? Absolutely. So you don't hear on the news, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia is, is shot because of, of COVID. And yet it's the most visited place on earth. Wow. So something is going on. Something. <laughs> so I'm not saying you can't catch the cold, the flu, or COVID traveling. Yeah. Of course. But there's no requirement. So it's another incentive to go. And I think go soon because... You don't know what the future holds. You don't know what when another lockdown might come. Why is this important for Christians to go there? Why should we go there? Why, what is it about it that is going to change our lives? Many go to Israel. Many go to different other areas in Greece and Patmos to see, yes. you know, the trace, the, the steps of John the Revelator. Yeah. Why is Mount Sinai important for Christians? Well, not just Mount Sinai, but following the footsteps of Moses and the Exodus all of those places we can actually see in a very historical context with evidence, there are petroglyphs there, and, and the way that the route works, the way the topography works. Mm. The split rock is another amazing thing that's there. There is a rock that's just perched on, on top of a hill, and it's split. It's amazing. That's where the water came out. And when Jesus says, I and am the rock. that's still standing there. That's the rock. That's standing there. So... The, unlike Israel, which I love, by the way, I yeah. love Israel, but you, you're asking me to answer this. Unlike Israel, which is very commercialized, and you don't know. When you go to Israel, you're imagining this might be the place where Jesus was buried. This might be the place where Jesus was crucified. This might be the place where Jesus preached the, the sermon. Okay, you're using your imagination, and many things have been covered up because it's been built on top. Yeah. But when you go to Saudi Arabia, it is the way it is since the biblical events happen, it's pristine. And I think this is one of the reasons God hasn't allowed people to know about it. Do you know Saudi Arabia only opened up this year? The, the uh, first tourists 
came in around March of 2022 in history. Prior to that, yeah. you know, I mean, some of my relatives have gone to Saudi Arabia when they were young, and it was always because you had a work permit. Wow. There's, there were no, there's no tourism. This there's is no the first tourism. time. This is the first time. And especially as Christians going, we will be the, one of the first Christians to be there in the history of Christianity, oh, to go back and discover. I want to be there. I'm going to try to do everything I can. Even I have to ask a week off. <laughs> I, I I'm going to do everything I can to be I there. I know your boss will give you a week <laughs> off, I think. Your boss is very good. <laughs> oh, listen, I want you to go to the website, usachurch.online. Uh, I'm going to put it on the screen. Sign up. You got to get there. You got to go and see. Listen, one thing about it, Pastor Steve, is that the more we, we get hungry for the things of God, the more we want to know where we come from, That's where right. things took place. I got about a minute left. The most important thing that we can share with you is the hope to know Jesus Christ. We can know about the landmarks. We can know about the presence of God. But if you don't know Christ, you're not going to be able to understand. The Bible calls it that fools don't understand the things of, the, of, of God. They call it, you know, crazy, but yet it is not crazy. It's life-changing. What if you've tried everything else in your life and it doesn't seem to work? What if you continue to suffer and not understand why you're suffering? I want to know why I'm suffering. I want to know why I'm going through what I'm going through. Is there a purpose? Is there an end to it? Where am I going to spend eternity? I know you don't want to hear this because it's so taboo, but listen, the scripture is clear about heaven and hell. Where are we going to spend eternity? This is what most people don't want to talk about anymore because it's so offensive. Yet, I don't want to spend my life in hell. I've gone through hell in my world, in my life. I don't want to spend hell in eternity. What if there's a different option? What if all you have to do is confess Christ with your mouth and believe in your heart? What if that can be the change of the trajectory of the future of where you spend eternity? You won't know that. We want you to know that. Pastor Steve, I got a minute left. Can you lead us in prayer? Absolutely. Absolutely. I prayed this, uh, you know, when I was 20 years old, I prayed to repent of my sins and accept the Lord. That's all you need to do and your life will change. So just pray this with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, please forgive me of all my sins. I accept that you sent your son Jesus to die as my substitute, to pay for my sins. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. Now I offer my life to you. I surrender. Please use my life from this day forward. I belong to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That's just Amen. a prayer for surrender. And Jesus is now Lord, and he's going to work on your life. And you'll see, you have a purpose in your life. Everything you've gone through, all the suffering you've gone through, he will redeem it. Mm. Your suffering will become your, 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 your glory. Your weakness will become your strength. He will use your life. And listen, get yourself a Bible. Go get your grandma's old Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, call me or write to me or find me on social media. I'll send you one of my own personal Bibles. I want you to get to know God. I want you to build a relationship with Jesus and get to know where we come from. But more than that, where are we going? What's our purpose? Understand one thing, that he died for us on the cross. So we can have life and have eternity, but better yet, to tell others about the love of Christ. You don't want to just leave to heaven. No, I want to take as many people to heaven with me. Sometimes I pray, Lord, please don't come back just yet. I know things are getting dark. I know things are getting worse. 
But if we can win one more for the kingdom, Amen. you had mercy on this ex-gang member. You had mercy on me. Can you have mercy one more for one more? I think he can. He can do it for you. I have to go. Pastor Steve, I can talk to you forever. Let's, I let's love keep you. talking on Mount let's Sinai together. Let's do hey, it. Hey, I might see you there. Go to the website and check it out. I have to go. But in the meantime, remember this. No matter what you're going through, keep the faith. It's going to be all right. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.